Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Come on in to Open House with Sharon Caddy. It's more than just buying and selling. It's decor, lifestyle, family, tips, advice, and so much more. Open House with Sharon Caddy. Yes, hi, it's another edition of Open House. I'm Sharon Caddy, and uh, thank you for joining me. Make sure you tell everybody all about it. Of course, available on all podcast platforms. And uh, if you want to see me and my guests, it's the YouTube channel. Whether you go through YouTube and type in Open House with Sharon Caddy, then subscribe, and it's just easier to find. Or go to my website, SharonCaddy.com, and there's an actual icon right on the front page. It says podcast. Go there, and it'll take you to the same place. Well, you know, I often come on here and talk to you about things that you can learn about buying, selling homes, taking care of your home. But you know what? I have to admit, today is just for fun for me because I am joined by Trisha Perdue, who is a broker, administrator, and colleague of mine at REMAX Realty Specialist and also an admitted junkie for real estate TV, right? Yep, that's for sure. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Hey, well, Trish is one of the people that is a go-to for me when I want to talk about these shows, because some people go, you know, the eyes roll and, but come on, they're fun. And some of them actually teach you stuff about real estate. Some of them to a certain extent. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk about some of the shows that we both watch enjoy and going to break them out for you as far as like from being a regular watcher of most of them is it something you're going to learn something from or is it something that's just for fun okay so i'm going to ask you which one you want to go to first what do you think i'm a huge selling sunset fan me too (laughs) (laughs) okay so um your take how much education how much pure fun I mean, as far as education, I would say they do like the walkthroughs and they do like the how an agent would maybe conduct themselves while they're walking through the home, um, showing the different aspects, things on like what's most important to a buyer or tipping the seller on, you know, maybe improvements or what have you that they need to do mm-hmm. um, in the home. That would be educational for a realtor in the field, like on the day-to-day showings and stuff. But as far as it's really just for fun for me, I like I the know. drama. I, yeah. uh, I, I thrive off of it actually. Yeah. I know tons of people who watch, um, you know, people in the industry and people that just love watching it. And, Cause it is a fun thing to watch. Um, it, it's kind of funny. Some of the people I've talked to that watch it that are not in the industry and they're going, they're spending like $60,000 to stage a house like, well, first of all, <laughs> there's a house and there's a house. And, you know, right. they, and literally it sounds kind of goofy, but, you know, I get questions like how realistic is it? How much it's costing to stage a house? Doesn't cost that much when I stage a house. What about you? <laughs> Not even close, right? Well, then again, our the houses that we're staging aren't 25,000 square feet. This is a true thing. This is a true right? thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I so, find that that's very rare here for for mm-hmm. us. But um, I also like seeing all the palm trees and the glamour and the glitz, the fashion, the, cars, the fashion. Yeah, I just want to go to one of their broker open houses. Oh, I'd go. I just want to like walk around and go show those. I do inspections of their listings if they allow them. But yeah, the broker opens. Oh, wouldn't that be something? And you know, that's, it's a, it's a different, I mean, it's, I find it fun to watch because some of the stuff they're doing is the same thing we do just in a different world, but I mean, it's the same kind of thing we do, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, and, and in some ways they're, it's, it's like, did you ever watch Seinfeld? Yes, I did watch Seinfeld. Bizarro episode. The Bizarro world. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like, right? (laughs) It's the same, but Mm -hmm. not. Right. right. Like we can't really have a big party with uh, we could do like a small wine and cheese thing, but we're not there all night with DJs and hosts. No. And yeah, no, it's it's totally different. Going kind of crazy um, in, in some ways, too. I, you know, I look at the 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 agents they have and they're all like I like to tell people they are real real estate agents. They're all licensed people selling real estate for real. Uh, many of them for the many of them, it's their second career. Like mine is my second career. Yeah, I look at some of the things they did before. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the same as ours, as some people who follow Chriselle know that she's an actress. Yeah, she was on All My Children and Days of Our Lives and The Young and the Restless. So, I mean, actress transitioning to real estate. Uh, Mm -hmm. Christine Quinn, though, did you know she's an actress? I did not know that, but she's a real person. I one time messaged her on like Snapchat just to say, wow, I, you know, I love this show and I'm a oh, realtor yeah? in Canada. And she actually voice noted me back and that's was like, cool. hey, that's so cool. She, it was brand new, the show at that time. Yeah. But it, it was I really, was, really neat. I was actually, I, I, I'm going to share this because I was doing a little bit of research because I did, I knew some of what the, they did before, but not her. Okay. Um, so she was an actress and a model. She appeared and I know these are, 2011's Shark Night. Did you see Shark Night? No. She was in Shark Night and Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's also been, but she's also been on like NCIS Los Angeles. Um, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So she's got, actually, if you went on um, IMDb, you could check what she's been on. I didn't know either. Really? That's cool. And she's, I think like, She's the, you know, she's the one you love to hate, right? Like you, you watch it and I think she's, I don't think, I think that's a lot of character for the show. I don't think she's. Oh, for sure. So for wonderful. sure. But I read a, a great quote from her. Um, she says, I tell people, look, they ask, when people ask if she is what you see on the show. And this quote is fabulous. She goes, I tell people all the time, I got my boobs done. I get my lips done. Tons of Botox, tons of makeup. She goes, how I look on Selling Sunset is not how I look when I wake up in the morning. She says, when it comes to the show, I don't do my own hair. I do do my own makeup because I love doing it. And she said, from start to finish, including wardrobe, takes about two and a half to three hours to get ready. (laughs) And it costs her about $1,000 a day. Oh, my goodness. Well, when her commissions are 200, 300, and 400,000. You can, you can afford that. to do your makeup and hair at a thousand. Exactly. <laughs> but she does say that at the beginning of the show, um, when, you know, they, 
she wasn't doing as well as she's doing now. I mean, being on a show like that will certainly boost your profile and your mm-hmm. listings and everything else. She said that at the beginning, she was buying and returning clothes a lot during season one because she was not oh. doing it all financially. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fun. Love that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but most of the others, I mean, they've actually had some interesting backgrounds like Heather. You like Heather? I do like Heather. Did you know she was Playboy's Playmate of the Month, February 2010? I did not know that. Me neither. I thought she might have been like a cheerleader or something. She looked kind of familiar. Yeah. And she, she's she been in some movies that I haven't heard of either. Love in, Love in the Time of Monsters and Comedy Bang Bang. Hmm. Nope. Haven't heard of those either. But then you had some like Mary Fitzgerald, who's literally been a realtor for years. Oh. Yeah. So there's her... Um, uh, Maya also basically a, ho- a house flipper and a realtor for years. Oh, okay. Um, so most of them, um, we've all seen Amanda's story on the show. Yeah. Where she's come from quite a background and she was a cheerleader for the Indianapolis Colts. She was? Yes. Oh, cool. So that now I feel the sisterhood with her because I was a <laughs> cheerleader for the Hamilton Tigers. You like her even, you like her even more now. <laughs> so kind of cool and yeah. before we move on to another show what do you think of the new the new agents they have Emma and they have um Vanessa I like them both mm-hmm. um they bring they both bring something different I feel to the show yeah I kind of wanted to see it pop off between Emma and uh Christine and the other girls but then again like you said I kind of love to hate her and I I love her a lot like I don't want to see her have to deal with the drama although yeah. the drama is what sucks me in <laughs> and I binge the show um but yeah no I I uh and I'm Vanessa she's the Mexican soap actress oh yeah yeah okay I really like her I really yeah. like her because she seems really honest really open kind of not wanting to you know, cause problems, even though there's problems everywhere. Yeah. Um, I do like her. I think she's really real. Me too. And I just, I feel sorry for her sometimes because she wants to be so nice and she's venturing into those waters that have been so Trying nasty. to fix so everything. Long. I know. <laughs> I love thing. her. So I yeah, do. we have another season of that coming soon. So that's cool. Can't wait. Yeah. Now, have you started that when they were launching the latest season of Selling Sunset, they had all those promos for Selling Tampa. Have you watched it? I did. I started watching Selling Tampa because I was just, I'm obsessed with the million dollar homes and, and the palm trees and the ocean mm-hmm. fronts and the views. So I'm obsessed with them. Um, I, I didn't get a feel for the girls the same way as I did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but definitely loved looking at the houses and I know. oh my goodness. I know. Just the money that's out there. My God. But it's funny, I've thought the same way about not making the connection. And yet I look at Selling Sunset. And I mean, these are women who were, live in a different world than I do. Sure. And I close you my know, eyes. And pretend, with I know. I close my eyes and pretend I'm living it. Like, I, I, I feel like I could live that too. I wonder what it would be like to get your license out there. Oh, I know. I know. Wonder. I, like, do I, we I, have to marry an American or can, <laughs> can we just well, go write a course? If anybody who's listening or watching wants to purchase one of those properties, we can refer. And <laughs> yeah, we can absolutely. Go with you to look at these places. Yeah. <laughs> would love that. 
Wouldn't that be fun? I so much fun. Do. So Sally Tampa, I, I'm like you, I started watching it. I haven't gotten as into it, but I do want to get back to it and watch it. I, what I'm impressed with with that one is the woman who runs the uh, other agency. Yeah. She is something else. Um, yeah. Chanel. Yeah. She's, she's um, a military veteran. She's opened this brokerage that's all... Um, all women. All women, all pretty much women of color, I think. Yeah, yeah, powerhouse women. I yeah. love it. I, I do too. I think that's something really special. Yeah. You know, if that's and if I'm not mistaken, really I think she was also a single mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and she's gorgeous. I mean, oh. <laughs> I know. I know. They make it look so easy. I know. But that's, that's the one thing. I mean, these shows are made for, like you said, watching the fun, the drama, the fashion, the, you know, and they're, they're beautifully shot and they're beautifully edited and everything's fabulous. And that's the only <laughs> thing is you don't really see the work that's either gotten, gone in to get these people where they are and that goes in to keep them where they are. Mm-hmm. Also, you see them getting out of their Lamborghinis on their showings in their high heels and they're Louboutin, this and that, and and the Louis Vuitton briefcase, but they don't see what it looks like when, you know, you're planning your day and you're running out of the house with all your paperwork and your coffee cup and your phone and and it's hectic, right? So it just looks so effortless in these shows. It does. And I've got to say, uh, I would love to scoot around all day in a pair of Louboutins, but I wouldn't make it (laughs) past the first client. Oh my gosh. I like, I look at that and I'm just blown away and I love it and my feet hurt watching it right and you see them going up and down stairs in these shoes or on cobblestone walkways I'm thinking this is danger no kidding (laughs) but so funny I love it I love it too now million dollar listing Mm -hmm. I've kind of been watching this both the LA and the New York for years it's been years literally like one of them's 15 years I think it's I think it's LA LA 15 years and yeah. then it came along a couple of years later. Yeah. Um, this one I find, I guess, because mo- probably because there's mostly guys. So you're not getting as much of the fashion and the, you know, the heels and all that stuff. But um, it is, a, it is high end. It's high luxury. It's glamour. But I find I get a bit more of the actual industry in this one. Yeah, for sure. The communication um, where you have the agent, which is different here, right? Like, Oh yeah. We we say put an offer on paper and you watch these agents, these male agents in this show particularly, calling up the other agent saying, Hey, I can get you an offer for this. And the other guy goes, How about if you get me an offer for that? Yeah. Meanwhile, here we're all about put it on paper, we'll take it to our clients, um, you know, and, and work with it that way. So it's a lot of negotiating over the phone, which I feel is different. I'm fascinated by that, but I I wouldn't want to do business like that. No, because anyone can say anything. Oh my gosh, way too many opportunities for things to go way south in a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Oh my goodness. But it is fascinating and it does highlight some of the differences between the real estate industry there and here. Yeah. You know, Um, I did find it interesting though that they took on when, when COVID hit, they took it on head on as well. They did, they didn't forget about it or, or just kind of, leave it out they actually went through it on Mm -hmm. camera which I found really kind of interesting yeah well I haven't watched it in a while so I I might have missed how they sort of navigated through COVID and the showings and the you know protocols that even we put into place um so yeah that would have been really interesting to see just how they 
made it through all of that as well. Yeah, well, it was it was frightening. I mean, I think that the New York, well, the New York condo market took a hit much like at the beginning, like Toronto did, like where yeah. everybody just kind of left. Mm-hmm. And so I, it was interesting as someone who, and I know you are too, someone who's actually done work in the Toronto condo market, um, watching the parallels. This show that Million Dollar Listing New York really paralleled what happened in Toronto. Yeah. And they were, and as we all did, when it first happened, when, when COVID first happened, and we didn't really know what was going to happen. Nobody did. Right. And it was scary. It was mm-hmm. really scary. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I was watching the show and seeing that these agents um, with that, they're, they're, there's a few brokerages in that one. And they all were same as we were. They were like, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know? And it, it was really even scary just to know the people who were like in the midst. So, you know, their closing was approaching. Oh, yeah. Um, so they'd already bought and like all of a sudden the world gets flipped upside down and then what's going to happen? Are the lawyers open? Are they open to close? Are title companies open? Mm-hmm. It just, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty amongst everyone, the professionals and the buyers and sellers. Nobody really knew like what was going to happen. Yeah, uh, that's what I liked that they actually didn't shy away from it on million dollar listing. They took it head on. They ex- and you saw the emotion you saw like it, they had a hard time with it when it first happened. Um, that's something that you you didn't see on Selling Sunset. No. You didn't see on, um, so million dollar listing, they technically could have waited and just shot shows down the line because if, if people wonder, like, it seems like a long time between seasons but yeah. that's because they're following deals and especially those houses they could take forever yeah forever yeah. to to get ready to sell yeah oh i can only imagine and those million dollar listing guys on there i mean where like i say the uh, selling sunset series and everything is is more fun and fashion this one these are guys that we actually they, they write books like ryan Serhant's huge real estate agent uh josh altman yes is gonna be at r4 Oh yeah, that's right. I know. So, I mean, these guys are like big movers and shakers in the real estate world, which is pretty cool. Um, Frederick, how he tries to do the East and West coast. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. It makes me laugh though. (laughs) He's pretty cool. And there's, he's one of these people that um, I've talked to a few people about work-life balance, especially some new agents that are coming into the industry. Mm-hmm. Work-life balance is tough in any yeah. business. It can be really tough in real estate, depending when you're really busy. It's hard. And that's where I watch someone like Frederick and his husband and his kids are on the, on the West Coast. And then he okay. also works in New York. I think, how on earth do you do work-life balance? <sighs> Maybe he has a clone. (laughs) (laughs) I often say that about some of the guys that are walking our hallways because I'm thinking you're always here. When does your wife see you? When do your kids see you? Oh, you must have a clone. (laughs) I don't know. Like I watch people like that and how on earth? Because you want to keep some as much of a semblance of balance as you can in your life. Oh, for sure. No matter what you're living either. Um, But that, so it's challenging. So yeah, Million Dollar Listing is cool. Now, Love It or List It, do you watch that? Yes, I've watched that. That one to me is one of the best for 
weighing out like i love the concept of it now for anyone who's listening or watching if you've not watched it there's a toronto and a vancouver edition of it basically you have a either a person or couple whoever going out with a real estate agent and they have a home designer so you can either fix up the home you have and love it or you or the agent's shown you something that you love and you you list your home i would not be a good candidate for this show because you know, there are sellers even now where you say, okay, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Maybe a fresh coat of paint and I'm going to stage it. And then they look at it and go, I love it. I don't want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) That would be me. (laughs) It's, but I find it really, it's really interesting and it really puts it, it's a test of what do you really need? Right. Yeah. You might have everything you need. Yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. freshen it up, nice coat of paint, some new lights, you know, a few right. things here and there. Um, but I find that one is probably one of my most, if I were to say, which is the most like real life, realistic, all that stuff. I think that one would pretty much top my, plus you get great ideas for decorating. Yeah. <laughs> now the other one, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it, but there's one called Marriage or Mortgage. I've heard of it. I haven't had the time to, to see okay. it though. Well, first, I'm going to start preface it by saying it's based in Nashville, but the concept, in a way, is like Love It or List It, in a way, except so what you've got is a couple, and the couple has a certain amount of money, um, like 35, 40,000. It's generally, it's not, we're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. They've got a certain amount of money, and they, they want to get married, and so they are, the challenge they have is they have a wedding planner take them out and show them what they could do with that money for the wedding of their dreams. And then they have a real estate agent taking them out and saying, you can take that money and you could buy these houses. And they have to make a decision at the end of the show, whether they want marriage or the mortgage. Well, isn't that everyone's decision? (laughs) But my only, the only thing about this show is it it's in Nashville. And because it's only in certain markets where this would even work. Okay. Because like, at least right now with the housing market we have in Canada and especially in Ontario, um, if you have twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, it's a deposit. Like it's, it's yeah. not even a down payment. So, but in Nashville, it's fascinating to watch because here's the, and these couples are, are presented with these homes and you're looking at nice three bedroom bungalow houses, nicely staged, look beautiful listed for like $350,000. Wow. (laughs) So when are we moving to Nashville? (laughs) I know, right? What's the weather like in Nashville? Oh, it's beautiful. I love Nashville. (laughs) But what I find fascinating with this is that I don't want to give all the shows away because it's not always the case, but they take the marriage a lot. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. They do. Now, they take it, but... I. It's kind of interesting because what's happened is they shot this show the first season just before COVID hit. Oh. So all these people took the wedding for $35,000, but they can't have a $35,000 wedding. So they probably no. got <laughs> They probably well, I And you know something, I, I think with COVID, and, and not to call people superficial, mm-hmm. but you know, I think that everybody's priorities shifted. and Absolutely you know, what, what was important then. And like, it could bring, it's almost bringing tears to my eyes and my heart and my throat, just 
verbalizing it. I think that it's taught us all really what's important here, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, a big, beautiful wedding would be nice, but how's a roof over your head, oh, you yeah. know, for the the people you care about and you want to keep them, especially because we were all stuck at home, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that was the motivation for a lot of people stuck at home and being like, I hate this place. I know. We need to move. Is real well, estate an essential service? Let's okay. get out of here. I found, I don't know for you, but I found too, since COVID a little more often, I mean, people love the look of the open concept, but I've taken people to see homes. We could put a wall here and this <laughs> open we need our privacy. Yeah. yeah. Open concept. So pretty, but it you realize pretty. once the kids are home all day and doing school and you and either your spouse, your partner are doing work and you're all on zoom and it's loud and there's pets and it yeah. doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, so it's, it's interesting. The marriage or mortgage thing too. I've been to over the past two years during COVID, I've been to like three or four weddings. Okay. Yeah. They were all small. Like the smallest one was like 20 people. It's funny. I hadn't attended not one. No. Oh, it'd be really interesting though, to see how people handled, like had different plannings and venues or outdoors would have been really neat. They Mm -hmm. loved it though. The biggest Uh one I went to was last summer when things were a little bit open and there were, I think, 40 or 50 people. Okay. But you talk to the bride and say, what do you, you know, this is beautiful. What do you think of your wedding? And almost every one of them said, I just wanted to wear the dress. Like, this is great. It cost much. And I really just wanted to wear the dress and I still got to wear the dress. Well, between you and me, if I got married and had a dress, a wedding dress of my dreams, I'd be wearing it around the house daily. Me too. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to throw this on and cook dinner. There was an episode of Friends, remember when Monica and Phoebe went to the wedding store? Yes. And I think it was like Ross was getting married one of his many times and, and she had to go pick <laughs> up the dress and they were like doing dishes. They had rubber gloves on and they're in the wedding gowns. It was fabulous. That was and- a good show. So we have so many great shows out there, but have you ever thought if there was, if you could, okay, I say, Trisha, I run a network and I want you to produce a real estate show. What would you, what would you produce? Mm. Um, I think an in the office show, like Mm -hmm. just meeting the different personalities in the office because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the office a lot so I and I think that you know I hear all these stories from some of the agents that have been licensed since 1975 and just the fun stories about all sharing an office space and kind of cold calling and telemarketing together almost competing mm-hmm. for appointments um just thriving off of each other's um competitiveness really like they're they're all sort of their energies and and I I would do something like in the office mostly that would be fun yeah I think so it would also give people kind of a window into the reality which is like I don't know if every brokerage is like ours but there's a we're all competitive we're all trying our hardest but there's also a camaraderie and we do oh I feel they they all say it feels like family Mm -hmm. feels like family yeah, and I've we never, see these people more than we do see our own family sometimes. Yeah. And I know I've never hesitated to call one of our agents to ask a question, to you know, want to co- want to collaborate on something or whatever. Like we have such a great team that way. We really do, and it's like not to sound like we're 
recruiting anybody. <laughs> if you're an agent, we are awesome. But um, I don't think they have this camaraderie at other companies. No. You know, other companies don't want you hosting open houses on their listings. We're get, trying to give them away. Like, please yeah. do this open house for me this weekend. Um, you know, or advertising other people's properties. Like, it, it's all for the same end result. So I don't know why they don't have the same, um, you know, sort of openness yeah. and to share and willingness to share. But it is, it's really, it's really different here. Well, if I start running a network and if I do get tasked with creating a new real estate show, I'm coming to you. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. Amazing. So yeah, well, we're going to keep watching shows and uh, tell you what, we'll have to maybe come and do another one of these after the next season and see what's going on out there. Yeah, and we'll finish up on the selling Tampa and maybe we can circle back. I think so. I think so. And if we find any other ones that are good to watch, we'll have to watch those too. I, isn't it funny though, that you go out and you do this for a living and then you come home and watch shows about reselling real estate. <laughs> Doesn't it motivate you though? It motivates me. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would love to get some of those listings they have. But in Ugh. some ways, when I'm watching um, Selling Sunset, I'm thinking primarily, I guess some of Million Dollar Listing too, but Selling Sunset not the the giant, you know, forty million. No, the houses. valley homes. But some of the homes that they're listing for two or three million dollars, man, our our market's competitive with that. Oh, for sure, for sure. It uh, it really is. They may um, not have the same view, but no, square but footage. Pretty good views too. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. We yeah, sure we can. do. And uh, well, I want to sort of say thank you to you and tell everybody that if you're looking for great folks to work with, you got Trisha, you got me. <laughs> kind of a package deal sometimes, and that's okay. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. We'll do it again because because I just love to talk about all this stuff. <laughs> great, I'd love that. And a reminder to all of you listening once again, that if you're looking for um, Open House, my podcast, and want to hear other episodes, um, or if you have ideas, you want to be on it, you want to hear more stuff, or just want to chat real estate, the best place to go is my website, SharonCaddy.com. And you can go right to my podcast and all the different ways to reach out to me. So bye, Tricia. Bye to all bye, of you. Bye, Sharon. And thank you all for joining me today for another episode of Open House. Remember to share with everyone, uh, YouTube, all of your podcast platforms, subscribe to the YouTube channel and let everybody know all about it. Until next time, stay well and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For all our episodes, click to SharonCaddy.com. Open House with Sharon Caddy is produced with Aflalo Communications, Inc. Till next time.